Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts, you can get $25 or more off brand new DeWalt power tools by trading in your old ones. You know, those worthless tools you never use anymore? Yeah, those dusty things can actually save you at least $25 on new DeWalt power tools. Hmm, not so worthless after all. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, while supplies last. Offer ends 6 Roto Grinders presents the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. Dan Bach talks to the biggest personalities in DFS, delivers commentary on the industry's most important topics, and gives you the advice you need to help build winning lineups. Both the salary and the matchup are just too good. If you are not playing him in your head-to-head games, you are just going to lose. You didn't really think we were going to get rid of that, did you? Here's your host, the one and only, Dan Bach. Hey everybody, what's going on? Dan Bach here, Roto Grinders, Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. No, it's been a while. Probably wondering, where have you been, Dan? We missed you. Well, we'll get to that kind of at the end of the show. Uh, we're going to leave things off today talking, though, about a new site, new sponsor, and an interview with Paul Charchian of Fanball and, of course, the FSTA president and uh we're excited about this you know you'll hear it in our conversation with paul but uh you're going to be seeing a lot more fan ball on rotogrinders.com mainly their auction contests which are brand new innovative and something that uh, we are super pumped about and as always we hope you guys sign up through our links over on rotogrinders.com or go to fanball.com slash uh, rotogrinders, fanball.com slash rotogrinders. And uh, when you make your first deposit, you get a matching $20 bonus. Believe that's the best deal we've got anywhere that you're going to find. So matching $20 bonus. And we've got a lot of content happening for them, including live shows and much, much more. But I'm not going to spoil it. I'm going to let Paul tell you exactly what's that, uh, what that is about. And then I'm going to come back afterwards and kind of let you know what's the deal with the Fantasy Fix podcast moving forward. So check it out. Paul Charchian of Fanball here on the Roto-Grinders Daily Fantasy Fix. Okay, excited for our next guest. Uh, first time making his podcast appearance here. And uh, you might know him as the president of the Fantasy Sports Trade Association, but also a key member over there at Fanball, and you are going to be hearing a lot about Fanball here on Roto Grinders uh, moving forward. In fact, we're going to be doing three live shows per week, uh, spotlighting Fanball in their new auction game, which they are just releasing. And Paul Charchian joins us here on the Roto Grinders Daily Fantasy Fix. Paul, welcome. Uh, obviously, Hi, shocked that I haven't even had you on the podcast until this point. I've been I know, doing I'm a this show. Insulted, to be honest, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, know I, I'm embarrassed. Years. Yeah, and you know, we've. I would like to think that I would have. I would have been invited before now, but I'm glad to. I'm glad we'll make up for it, though, right? We're going to make Absolutely. amends for all of the the years of snubs with an amazing <laughs> few minutes together right now. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Well, uh, the the main reason we're bringing you on here today is because, uh, as I talked about in the opening, we've got fanball auctions, which uh, I've been in this daily fantasy space for a long time, pretty much from the beginning. And one thing that you know a lot of people get to me and talk to me about is innovation and the lack thereof. And you know, I'd say about six, ten months ago. 
Uh, actually, maybe even a year and a half ago, you floated the idea, and I thought it was great. And then about six months ago, you said, here, this is what we got. And very rarely am I kind of blown away about a, a new game, and I certainly was with Fanball Auctions. So tell me a little bit about um, the, the concept of auctions, first off, and in terms of what yeah. you tried to create with this game. So first thing I think people should know is this is not like any other auction game you've ever played. And if you're thinking about traditional season-long auctions, you really have the wrong idea for how this auction game works. My goal was in creating Fanball's auction game, Dan, was to make something that was totally different and especially from salary cap. Salary cap where it's pouring over spreadsheets and trying to calculate, you know, points per dollar right returned and everything. It's it's slow. It 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 favors almost an accountant-like style. I wanted fast, fun, frantic gameplay. I wanted something that would last no more than 10 minutes, and I wanted it to be crazy fun. And I wanted to have strategy, but I also wanted it to be fun and frantic. And so I want to roll all that together with auctioning. And when I thought about the season long auctions and I love auctioning, but the season long auctions have, you know, there's a little extra drama to it, but from in my mind, Dan, there wasn't enough for what I wanted to accomplish here. So what we decided to do was after a lot of testing and modeling in fanballs auctions, you will auction four players simultaneously against five real people all at once in a free-formed bidding war, and when one of the four players times out and he goes to Dan's team, another player immediately joins in right then, and so you're constantly churning through four guys at a time, and so it tests you in a way that you don't, you've never been tested as a fantasy owner, and that's part of what I love about this game, Dan. Yeah, the first time I tried it, and pretty much our, our whole media team got in um, on some beta testing over the last couple of weeks, and when you when the when the auction gets going, I think people get a little bit blown away at first about like, oh my goodness, like this is crazy. I think I heard that that uh, that line about three or four times from people. It says, "This is crazy. This is crazy." Because <laughs> not often in fantasy sports do we have constant action, and for yeah. you to kind of deliver that in a way that kind of still fits our uh, you know, our daily fantasy short attention span kind of threshold is awesome because like you talk about season long auctions are great, but those things last like five hours, two like those, hours, right. yeah, yeah, hours and hours. Let's take all day. And somehow right. you guys were able to like make it work on, you know, the, the micro scale. And I, I think it's, it was absolutely uh genius. And I think it really, really works. And, and the one thing that that uh, I, I've learned, too, in the, the, the small amount of times I've played is the more you do it, the better you get. And uh, I think that's important, too, because the first time you jump on and try it, you'll probably be, like, in shell shock with what you're dealing with. Right. But, but once you get really just one auction under your belt, you kind of know what you're going into, and you can kind of, you know, relax to a point and just kind of, like, build your strategy out a little bit. Right. And so uh, at Fembo, we offer free opportunities to play this at no cost. So you can it's really just so you can you can learn at no cost. You can learn how these auctions all how the, how it all works and how you're handling four different guys at one time. And by the way, you're building a roster uh, of six. 
quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, and a tight end uh, against six other people. So there, there were only ever we're only ever bidding on 36 players, and that's part of how we can get this all accomplished. And actually, what takes typically between six and seven minutes to execute, so it's fast. And Dan, your point about learning, well, we made a strategic decision early on with Fanball Auctions that the player pool would be fixed for each day. So when Tuesday rolls around and we set our, our player pool of 36 players, it's going to be the same all day long. And so what you, you can start to really learn the more times you played each day, you start to really learn where the value points are for each player and how you want to start to comprise your teams. And I like that part of it as well. And then you also get a little bit of unpredictability because you just, oh, yeah. you, ne- you know, you, you never know what a guy's going to go for. And <laughs> that's something that salary cap does not have. There is no unpredictability with setting your roster. It is 100% predictable. And so just some people are going to feel like, it, depending on who you get matched up with, you might get matched up with two or three people that are just going to pound running backs. And you get to think strategically on the fly about whether or not you're going to jump into that bidding or if you're going to try to hang, you know, press up that bidding but not win it. And that's, you know, or just be out of it altogether. And that's part of the fun of trying to do the on-the-fly roster construction in Fanball Daily Auctions. Yeah, and, you know, I think, I mean, you nailed it. There was one, you know, we I, I did a draft, and I think it was Stefan Diggs went for like 25 bucks, And then the next draft, he went for three. I mean, you just wow. don't, yeah, wow. like, you just don't know how it's going to go on a given draft. And I think... Uh, on a given auction, I think that's really the differentiator between, you know, some of the other, you know, kind of uh, draft sites that we've seen is, you know, a lot of times like, yeah, like you're doing your draft, but you know how it's going to shake out. There's going to be small yeah. changes, but ultimately it's going to shake out the same way. But everybody's strategy in doing an auction can be, can be extremely different. And it also lends it to if you want somebody... It's up to you to make yeah, that you bid. You can get them. Yeah. Now, it, now, one key thing that, that your Stefan Diggs point, whether it goes for 25 or 3, the order that the 36 players come up in is random. And so you don't know. You know, yeah. Diggs could be up in the – he could be the one of the first four players up, and he'll probably go for a lot of money. But if Diggs doesn't happen to come up to the end, then he may go for a lot less. He usually will go for a lot less. But you'll know you'll you can see the player pool of 36, and so you'll know Stefan Diggs is waiting, right? He's not yeah. coming up. He's not coming up. So you can be planning and holding back money for Diggs if you want to, or maybe you just get caught up in the in the in the in the bidding for some other player. And the next thing you know, you know you've got Emmanuel Sanders, and maybe that was part of the plan, or maybe it wasn't part of the plan. So that's part of the what again adds the unpredictability factors. You, you don't know when. You know which 36 players are going to come up, but you don't know when they're going to come up. Now, talk about the selection of getting these players because, you know, there is no late swap here. Like, the team that you draft is the team right. that you have for the week. Uh, so I'm guessing you guys are paying very close attention to, you know, injury situations coming out of the weekend yeah. for your earlier week drafts versus, you know, later in the week where we got a pretty pretty good idea. Yeah, we're trying to be really, really cautious about that. And, you know, there's no guarantees in this world. And, yep. you know, on Tuesday, you could end up, you know, you can end up picking a guy who gets hurt on Wednesday. And, you know, we can't help that part. But, um, you know, we, we try to be really thoughtful about putting together the, the 36 players in two respects, Dan. One, 
try to make sure there's no known injury risks out there. But then secondarily, if you put if we put our top six running backs in it, well, then why would you pay a, even a yeah. dollar more for the number one guy? So we try to have a spread of players that ends up making sense so that you've got it's worth bidding to go get Alvin Kamara. Um, but if you, you know, but at, there's still a bottom end guys out there that are contributors, but guys you wouldn't necessarily otherwise want that are going to be your $1, $2, $5 guys, you know, that might be in the you know, Alex Collins range as an example, you know, they're, they're not Alvin Kamara, uh, but guys, you know, we're not going to also saddle you with somebody who's going to potentially get you a goose egg either. Yeah. And I love, like you said earlier, the fact that you change it up daily, uh, it, you know, that makes it fun for us as content guys because it allows us to create content for people um, each and every day coming to your site. So, you know, that's one of the things that we're going to be doing at Roto Grinders. And in these live shows, you know, the, the one thing that, that I love so much about this is I think it's going to be great content for people to consume to watch these auctions live on RG. But it's also, A, going to give them their own strategy. You know, they can follow mm-hmm. along and see whose team they like. I mean, that's some of the most fun yeah. thing about this is you get a whole sheet or a whole page that shows exactly what everybody else goes for. And you can see the donkey who paid way too much for that quarterback. <laughs> uh, or, you know, the guy who got the steal of the draft like Stephon Diggs for three bucks. So, you know, we're going to be able to do that kind of recap. But the the neatest thing is, you know, people like us who give information here's an opportunity where we're going to be playing against viewers we're going to be playing against people who are watching us and you get to put your money where your mouth is if you think you're better than us you get to compete against us in the six-man contests right there on fanball so uh we're gonna have some extra prizes where if you if you beat the hosts we're gonna give you rg t-shirts we're gonna give you rg premium we're gonna have incentive for you guys to try and beat us live on the show it's gonna be a ton of of fun now, Paul. Um, you know you've been at the FSTA for probably the beginning. Is that fair? Yeah, I mean, you know, going all the way back. I wasn't the president at the beginning, sure. but yes. you know, myself and Rob Fithian and Fanball were original members of the FSTA back in the the late nineties. Yeah, yeah. And, yes. You know, that's Fanball goes. Fanball goes all the way back to then. We actually started Dan nineteen ninety three with a fantasy football magazine that uh, was was put out weekly. If you can imagine a time, and this was our reality in 1993 when we started Fanball, after the preseason magazines came out, there was not a published word on fantasy football anywhere in America or anyplace else. You couldn't find anything. So we decided to launch a weekly magazine for fantasy for fantasy football that came out every week, and we sent it around the country, and... Uh, that started Fanball, which eventually became a website, and then we sold it. Then we got it back, and so myself and Rob have uh, been, you know, working with Fanball now, going all the way back to '93. And as relative to auctions, so get this, Dan. Uh, back in '95, we're doing the uh, the weekly magazine. We weren't on the website yet. The website hadn't started. Yet. In fact, the web was not even '95. You know, the web was in its barely absolute infancy, yep. right? And. Uh, one of my subscribers uh, reached out and said, boy, you really got to try auctioning. I'm like, what, what are you even talking about? What's auction? You know, the only thing that everybody knew was a draft. So, uh, but it sounded intriguing. So I made my league do it. And then from that point forward, I'm like, all right, I got to start. This is awesome. I have to start promoting it. 
So our magazine, Fantasy Football Weekly, became the first magazine to ever publish in auctions. And then when uh, Fanball.com rolled around, we had we actually had the world's first auction game uh, called back then. It was called Bid to Play. And we had an auction game on Fanball.com. It was a season long auction game. But we auctioned at the beginning of the season and you held all those guys. And then we later get this, Dan. We turned it into a weekly, what is what you'd now call a daily <laughs> fantasy game for auctioning. But the problem was it was like 2001 and nobody yeah. was auctioning. So nobody had any idea what we were talking about. And the name bid to play was a little bit weird. And so we didn't get a huge, we didn't get a lot of people who loved it. We had, we had a small number of people who loved it and got it. But we, most people weren't even, auctioning wasn't even on the radar. So we've been doing this auction stuff for a long, long time. And it's all now culminated 2018 with Fanball Daily Auctions in its current format. So you were like 10 years ahead of the whole daily fantasy thing before it even existed with a side with a with a brand of game that was just, you know, so beyond like again, like you you had a great idea. But there 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 wasn't this there was an audience that yeah, there wasn't there wasn't we don't live in this. Uh, you know, back in you know 2001, there wasn't this Twitter and Facebook and I want everything right now generation. And, uh, you know, I think that's a big reason why kind of daily has sprouted up, you know, instant gratification. Yeah. Um, but sure. that's an interesting kind of backstory around it. Now, the reason I, I, I was curious about your history, or not curious, but mentioned your history of the FSTA is, you know, we've had some some quote-unquote bad apples, to say the very least, in the daily fantasy space over the last, you know, five, six years. And we're always super cautious when we bring in new partners, new sites to Roto-Grinders because, uh, you know, there's nothing worse than, you know, if we're promoting somebody and then suddenly that site does not have the money to pay their customers. It's a bad look for us. And it's something that we're trying to <laughs> we're trying to improve upon. Yeah. Bad for everybody, obviously. Right. But if we're the one telling people to play here, you know, it's particularly bad on us. So, you know, give us the you know the the background on you know yeah. not just yourself, but the people involved, the financial backing to a point, and just try to add some comfort that we know like Fanball is going to be around for a while. I mean, it's already been around for a while, but this new iteration yeah. of daily games is still kind of new for you guys. So at first, I'd encourage people to um, uh, to know, if they don't already, uh, that LeagueSafe was the company that I formed after FAMAL. So we sold FAMAL in 2005. I went off and, and started LeagueSafe. Now, many of you will know, but not all of you will know, LeagueSafe is... The place where people go to act as an escrow service for their league fees. So you're playing with a bunch of strangers you don't know on the Internet and you want to make sure that you're not just sending money to some guy on the Internet and whether or not he's going to pay. That's where that's where League Safe comes in. And when we started League Safe 10 years ago, um, Dan, there were a lot of people who were like, oh, sure, your you know, charge is going to run off to, to Panama with my money and I'm <laughs> never going to see him again. Well, a hundred million dollars of deposits later, uh, League Safe is the gold standard in sort of third-party money handling in the fantasy sports space. And we, you know, we have always done an, you know, an excellent job with our customers. We've always, we, as always, we pay back 100% of every league's entry fees. And League Safe is part of the Fanball family. It's all a shared wallet right now. We've got all the same people and you know ethics that are that were behind League Safe and and brought League Safe to where it is um, behind Fanball as well. 
And as a as a quick side note, there's a, there's an NFL owner that is in on Fanball, and you can believe that you know you have to go through arduous amounts of uh, of diligence to get an NFL owner to become an investor in your daily fantasy sports company, and um, and we've got we've done that. So you know we I think we've passed the the we should be we should be a trusted commodity, uh, sure. even though we're relatively new into the daily fantasy space. And why did you guys want to get into this space? I mean, uh, obviously, when you guys started the 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 salary cap version site that you have, I mean, it was pretty established. You know, we certainly had two really big players, and and then you guys yeah. came out. You know, I think it was was it last year or two years ago? Last, were, were yeah, you, just last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just last year, you come out with the salary cap. Like, what was the uh, idea that hey, you know? We want to get into this space, even though there's, you know, really established brands out there in FanDuel and DraftKings, because I know a lot of people haven't even played your your salary cap game, no. which, again, is also no, a not. good bit different than than what the other sites are offering. So plug that it, a little bit and why you got into it. So the you know, there's two answers to that. Strategically, we just saw that basically all of the competitors to FanDuel and DraftKings were now out or virtually all, not quite all, as you know, Dan, but, you know, eight out of 10 were not, you know, that were there, that had been in place at one point are all gone. And, um, and we, so we felt like there was an opportunity that way. We thought legalized gambling and still do. We think legalized gambling is going to be something that will probably consume a lot of resources and time for FanDuel and DraftKings. And so we don't know for sure, you know, how much time they're going to put into fantasy. And we also wanted to have a site that you know, some of your listeners might not appreciate, but most do, and that's we limit contest entries to ten per per contest. And so, you know, we're trying to we're trying to make a more even playing field for casual players with our salary cap game, and we think that's a key differentiator as well. So, those were some of the motivations for us getting into the salary cap business. But I think at the end of the day, what really motivates me, Dan is something like the fanball auction game, which is totally new, totally yeah. different, frantic, fun, a, an experience you cannot have anywhere else. And for me, that's it's the single best reason to go to fanball.com is our auction game. Yep. And uh, again, we're going to be doing a lot of content, a lot of uh, shows around it. And if you're looking to sign up, fanball.com slash rotogrinders, we've got a $20 match deposit on that link make sure you use that when you sign up also will make you eligible for other promotions that we do for people along the way that uh, sign up through roto grinders so fanball.com slash roto grinders and uh, be on the lookout i think it's wednesday thursday and friday afternoons we're going to be doing live auctions on roto grinders compete against our hosts can talk a little trash too, which I think is a little bit fun as well in this kind of format because it's quick. It's 10 minutes. We get the results right away. And, uh, and Paul, I'm excited for this. You know, the first time I tried it, I, I told you, I think you have a winner on your hands and I'm glad yeah, we were able to, that was uh, great. yeah. And I'm glad that we're able to, you know, kind of come together and, and, and get it out to the masses here on Roto Grinders and, uh, and see what the people think. So, um, I want to play with you one of these times. You'll let yes. me do that, right? Yeah, right, we can good. do that, of course. I can't win, but I'd love For to sure. play with you. That'd be yeah. fantastic. Yeah, All we right, will we'll do, do that. that too. Paul Charchian, fanball.com slash rotogrinders. Check him out. Uh, thanks again, Paul. Appreciate it very much. Yeah, thanks, Dan. All right. Thanks a lot to Paul and uh, looking forward to this partnership for sure. And uh, I'll be jumping in a lot of those drafts. So uh, be following me on Twitter if you haven't done so. Uh, In regards to me and this podcast, you know, this is something that 
uh, I was looking back at, and I've been doing this podcast uh, longer than I can actually remember. Uh, I'm actually going to go in right now and give you the first date of it. And the very first podcast that we've done here of the Roto-Grinders Daily Fantasy Fix happened in 2011. I've got 9-1-2011 is how long we've been doing this podcast. And it's not going to go away. But obviously, you probably noticed I was absent from the show the last month of MLB season. And, you know, it's something that was really hard for me to deal with because uh, if you haven't seen, Roto-Grinders, we're expanding and we've opened up the Roto-Grinders network where we've got uh, the sharp side, which of course is getting into sports betting. We've got Fantasy Insiders, which is season long, uh, Pocket Fives, uh, which is a poker community. All that is going to be under this RG network. So my responsibilities here and becoming corporate, becoming a suit have really expanded here And it's taken away from the ability for me to deliver you the kind of content you come to expect on a daily basis on this show. Uh, I'm still going to do episodes, but I just can't do it five days a week anymore. Uh, I was the first one to get the pod game started in Daily Fantasy, and there's been so many people who have jumped in and done amazing content. I'm so excited for the job that Stevie has done on the morning grind. And we also felt like, you know what, he kind of deserves you know, to to be the podcast, to be the free podcast that we have on Roto-Grinders. So if you're looking for the daily uh, content on football, on baseball, on basketball, Stevie's going to be the one delivering it here on Rotogrinders.com. Now, when we've got industry news, when we've got interviews, when we've got uh, other things along those lines, that's where I'm going to jump in with a fixed podcast from time to time. Uh, I can't give you a guaranteed schedule with it, but it's just not in the cards for me to be doing this on a day-to-day basis because the prep time that it takes, the delivering of this, it's it's a big process, and it's been a, a labor of love for a long, long time, but as the site grows, so do my responsibilities, and I think some of that time is uh, better spent in other avenues. You'll still absolutely be hearing me on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio um, a bunch of times. I can't give you the exact schedule, but I'll be on there most days. And uh, always pinch hitting for different people on Grinders Live and within Discord and, and doing the college football package. So I'm not going anywhere, but in terms of like a daily voice, in terms of delivering new content here, on Roto Grinders, it's not going to be me, and uh, it's been something that has been hard for me to kind of step away from. But I've been seeing it myself in terms of some of the podcasts uh, over the last six months. I felt like I just wasn't prepared, and if I if I wasn't delivering you guys the goods, uh, it's not fair. I don't want to waste your time. Uh, so that's why we decided to kind of just make it a one-off podcast feed from uh, every now and then, me delivering you. Uh, more industry news stuff, and Stevie giving you the day-to-day stuff on the morning grind. So uh, I don't want to say sad day because I think we did a lot of great things here on this podcast, and and really, um, you know, one of more one of the more proud things that I've ever accomplished was coming up with an idea, fulfilling it, and seeing it grow to amazing heights. But uh, with everything else, you know that that happens over time. You know, you move on to, to different things, and uh, who knows what's going to be next in terms of the media here on Roto Grinders. But that's my job. That's what I got to do to 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 find it. And um, so that's the deal. Uh, and probably shouldn't be too shocking for you. Again, it's kind of been an absent show here lately, but 
nonetheless been a pleasure uh, doing that. So that's what I got for you today. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Check out fanball.com slash rotogrinders and be participating in these live shows. We're going to be adding on great uh, prizes for you guys if you can beat the hosts that are going to be doing the shows. So uh, good incentive for you guys to sign up through our links as always. But uh, till next time, I'm Dan Bach. Good luck in DFS, and we'll see you next time. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for Dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612, Craftsman offer valid through 619, U.S. only. Right now, you can get both Sprint's Unlimited plan and the iPhone XR with its amazing camera included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. All you need is approved credit and 24-month installment billing. No trade-in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Phone $15 a month after monthly credit supplied within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Unlimited basic after 63020, pay $32 a month per line with auto pay. Data deprioritization during congestion. Speed maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply. 